0: Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Karasimi. Today we are talking about Victory Therapy Center. I have two representatives in the studio to help me learn more about this organization. Up first is their executive director, Stephanie Melchert. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting us. Well,
0: thank you very much. Uh, So we emailed back and forth trying to get this thing settled down and at an event for Brothers Keepers. We randomly met in a hallway, and you're like, (laughs) we emailed. And so it was actually really weird and also very nice to meet somebody uh, in that way because you rarely get to uh, do that. So uh, again, thanks for joining me. This organization is really interesting. Uh, You hear a lot these days about service animals. And when people say that, they mean dogs. I mean, that's usually what it is. Today, we are talking about equine therapy, horses. So tell me about Victory Therapy Center. What do you guys do? Who are you?
2: We're Victory Therapy Center. We're a therapeutic horse ranch based in Roanoke, Texas. So um, we're on 377 and 1171. And we serve people with disabilities, veterans, and first responders with the use of horses. And how do we do that? We have therapeutic riding, physical therapy, equine-assisted counseling, and our Horses for Heroes program. Our Horses for Heroes program is specifically for our veterans and first responders, and it's a multitude of different programs. So, for example, it's an eight-week program. It's an intro to horsemanship. It's all groundwork. So they learn how to move a 12, 13, 1,400-pound animal without moving them themselves. So it's about trust and respect. Um, It's a great program. Once they go through that eight-week program— they graduate, or maybe they might not graduate, and then they go through the intro class again, and then they graduate and they go to the second class, and then they start riding on the third program. So that particular um, intro to horsemanship through our Horses for Heroes program is a program that literally can take a veteran and/or a first responder, and they can use those skill sets that they use with this huge animal. Um, out into the civilian life or back into their workplace already or their homes. And it's just an amazing, very profound, um, eye-opening program.
0: Before we learn more about what these people are actually doing in the program, what is going to be something that holds someone back from graduating from that intro to horsemanship? What is something that you're going to go, you know what, let's, let's do this again for you before we move on?
2: So, good question. Um, We are, our ranch is basically on natural horsemanship. So, they might not be able to, they might not just be personally ready. Um, They might have some post-traumatic stress or some anger issues that they didn't know they had themselves. But since you're dealing with a horse, um, they don't talk back. And they will let you know that you're fibbing or they're, that you're not telling the truth. So they might not allow you to do what you're trying to do with them. So because you didn't master that skill, then that doesn't allow you to do even, for lack of a better word, harder skills for the next class. It's like a stepping stone.
0: This is one of the things, working with horses, it, it's you have to master yourself before you master the animal. Is that the whole idea behind victory therapy?
2: Yes and no. Yeah. Um, even in our therapeutic riding, so we're we're right now talking about our Horses for Heroes program. I would say your question was, do you have to master yourself before you master the horse?
0: Because they're intuitive animals. Like you yes. were saying, they know when you're fibbing. Yes. That kind of thing. And if, whenever I've ridden a horse, you know, if I'm not comfortable on the animal, it's not comfortable with me being there. And you can see the difference between a confident rider and someone who is oh, yes. not. And you can see it on everybody's faces, horse and rider. Right. Right. So that that was kind of where I was coming from with that, that these horses, they're going to know what's going on unless you are centered, let's say. Correct. It's not going to work.
2: Yes. And so you will continue to redo that particular task okay. until you master it. So I guess it would open up that if you're not confident with yourself in that particular task that you're trying to learn, which it could be trust, respect, boundaries, confidence, you're not going to be able to advance. And the horse is going to let you know. We might have to switch horses out, you know, and we've done that Do personalities (laughs) clash?
0: I mean, is that a real thing? Oh, (laughs) yes. Oh, yes. So sometimes horses and riders just don't get along, even though everybody's kind of doing their part.
2: Yes. We we did have uh, one gentleman that has a very large personality. He's a wonderful guy. But we literally went through six different horses before we found the right horse for him because... Uh, And and the great thing about it was that he needed this so bad for him to, for himself. And so once he finally figured it out, the transformation in his own personal life, like he thought he was coming to this program because he was going to be in the civilian life pretty soon. Well... This whole entire program transformed him for his marriage, for his relationship with his daughter. It it was just such an amazing transformation for him.
0: What about that horse and that guy clicked? Was there something that you guys noticed in their personalities that that matched up? Or is it just kind of this weird unspoken thing that these guys just get along?
2: I think maybe after the fourth or fifth horse, he probably—he— finally centered himself. Like, you know what? I probably do have a big ego. Maybe Mm. I need to settle down a little bit. Maybe I am a little too cocky. Maybe they're right. You know, or maybe these horses that aren't talking back to me or maybe, you know, who knows what he was thinking in his head, but you could tell there was a huge difference in his personality after the, you know, the second or third horse. And then You know, the fourth horse that we finally brought out, he's like, well, dang, (laughs) maybe there is something wrong with me. Are
0: participants shocked by what they learn about themselves and then also what they gain out of this program? Does it kind of sneak up on people?
2: Absolutely. They are amazed. We even have clients that come in. um, Well, you know, Jack from Brothers Keepers. Yeah. So he's in a very large chair. Um, We did an amazing groundwork program through the Horses for Heroes program with Jack and What he was able to do with a horse in his chair himself.
0: He's for those that don't know, he's a quadriplegic. Mm -hmm. So you know, maybe the most difficult physical circumstance that a human being could be in, and he participated in your program and excelled.
2: Yes, and it was he could look into the horse's soul, is what he said, and that for him was one of the most heart warming things like he he felt like the horse could feel him and feel his his pain and or his smile and his achievement knowing that they were working back and forth together
0: has equine therapy been around for a long time especially when we're talking about using it with veterans and first responders is this relatively new or has this been going on for a really long time
2: Unfortunately, it's been going. It's been around for a long time. The that's the fortunate thing. The unfortunate thing is that it's not mainstream. So a lot of people just think that this is a whole bunch of ponies and horse people, you know, horsing around. Insurance companies don't acknowledge it from a therapeutic um, standpoint. Currently, currently, um, we still, for example, we're us. We're a large but yet small organization. We serve about 6,000 clients a year. Uh, we're just shy of a $800,000 budget. But there's larger um, organizations around. We are a premier accredited facility. And so we fall underneath the governing body of Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship. So there's all sorts of, um, you know, which is a great program to be under and we want to be governed by them and we want to participate with them. There's other therapeutic riding centers around um, in Texas that are, I would consider them backyard facilities, but we don't have enough staff to um, bill the insurance companies, but we do have the information available for our clients so that they can then be reimbursed with their insurance if the insurance companies will actually cover it. So their insurance may or may not cover it.
0: What's the real reason why they don't insure it?
2: I think they think it's it's kind of like you know how long did it take for massage? Yeah, how long did it take for massage therapy to be covered by insurance? I really find this hard to believe. I'm shocked. (laughs) Come with me to the state to Austin and to (laughs) you know and advocate for it. I mean, think about acupuncture. Think about um i mean stem cell You've, stem cell I mean, is the thing even... is
0: this you know I, I asked about how long this has been around but people have heard about it before this isn't yes. something that's completely a foreign like really oh yeah no, like this if is you not showed foreign. up you know we're like we're using wombats then i would be mm. kind of like <laughs> wow really that's kind of weird um but people have heard of this form of therapy and I, i'm i'm just yes, kind of shocked that there's... it's not more accredited within that community i guess it, it's just weird uh, well, it's definitely me. accredited. I, I, I mean, that was the r- wrong word there, but it's it not recognized, let's say, by insurance companies or something correct. like that. That and is kind of shocking.
2: There's been there was a huge lawsuit um, with the insurance company for veterans uh, Tricare uh, years ago. It's we need we need more financial backing to have benchmark studies and um, so that people in the health industry and can can come out and actually do the studies we're actually on the docket for two studies, hopefully in um, early spring of two thousand and nineteen and fall to show that how physical therapy so it's called hippotherapy, but we go by physical therapy and it's just like if you broke you know I just recently had a total knee replacement, so I go into a you know center and have physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Well, think about a child who or even myself because, you know, I'm multitask and I might get bored in that hour and, or 45 minutes of a physical therapy class. Yeah. <laughs> um, but think of a child that might have, um, might be on the autism spectrum disorder and also might have a couple other um, diagnosis of maybe ADD or ADHD. And they're in a, a physical therapy, traditional physical therapy setting. So they're going to go in there for 45 minutes Their first maybe 10, 15 minutes they have, the the physical therapist has the attention span or attention of the, of the child. But then that's about it. Mm. Well, when they come to us, they're on a horse. So they think that they are having, and I even hate to use this, but they think that they're on a pony ride, but they are literally doing hands and knees squats, um, arm rings, arm circles, all sorts of different exercises that you and I would consider with a physical therapist, a license. We have a master level physical therapist. We have two of them. We have a a PTA on staff as well. All of our therapeutic riding instructors are level two on up. We have a master level uh, therapeutic riding instructor. So these, these are all certified, trained, educated course women and men the big. That, yes and um, we're you know they're all they're also extremely passionate about what they do very edu- very educated. We have an amazing staff and we care about our clients and um, not just about the fact that we see them once a week when they're not they might not call us to let them know that they're not going to be here for this week. Because they're in the hospital and the last thing they remembered to do was to call us to tell us, well, we're going to reach out to them. And, you know, they become part of our family. Some of our clients have been writing with us for years. And I'm not just talking two or three years. I'm talking 14, 15 years.
0: Are there, I I want to keep up on this, but I just thought about it. Are there rules for how much people can hang out? Because I'm sure that there's going to be writing times and things like that that makes sense. But just being in the barn or being around the ranch and just being there, do you guys kind of have to set boundaries for that? Because I would imagine that some people they just be there all the time, even if it's not their time for therapy.
2: Yes. So um, if you're here as a client, you have your hour time frame. So um, you come for your. It's kind of like going to a physical therapy building. You know, you you come to your your session and mm-hmm. you and you go. If you're a volunteer, which I know that you'll be speaking with our volunteer director we later, are. we have people, I don't even want to steal her thunder, but um, we do have people that will stay. Uh, they think that they only want to come for a day or two to volunteer, mm-hmm. and um, here again, she'll she'll talk about that. But um, it's a very magical, therapeutical, therapeutical, <laughs> can you cut that one out? Um, <laughs> a very therapeutic place, and... Um, you know, serving the demographics that we serve, um, everyone, including our volunteers, our staff, and even even the other family members, they're all we're all one big family, and it's great to go up to the barn and hear the other parents and caregivers talking about, hey, did you hear about this? Or, um, you know, this event's going on for for this, you know, the Down syndrome group or something like that. I mean, it's a very informational help each other out type thing. So it's a pretty cool place.
0: Stephanie Melcher is the executive director of Victory Therapy Center. You can find them online at victorytherapy.org. There's a lot of different things to talk about, but let's talk a little bit about the ranch itself. How many horses do you guys have?
2: We have 21 and a half. Really? The half is because we have a mini. His name is Badger. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: uh, has there, uh, Have you guys always been that big? I mean, that's a lot of horses.
2: That is a lot of horses. We actually had about 38 to begin with. Um, So 21 horses sounds like a lot. Um, We are back to the path, the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship. Um, We are governed by using our horses 10 times a week. That sounds like a lot, um, but you have to realize that not every client um, and not every horse is the same. So we might have, for our little uh, physical therapy clients are little kiddos ages three and four years old. We need ponies for them. Mm. Um, so we are more we're looking at more of a 13 hand horse or pony. Um, they really shouldn't be getting on a 17 five, you know, I think it's probably. Good yeah. idea. <laughs> and so then we have um, our age ranges right now are three to eighty two. And we have a silver spurs class. That's another program that we have, which is sixty five uh, um on Mondays, and some of the disabilities that we serve for those for that group of people are, um, you know, heart disease, MS, um, stroke, uh, and that that's an actually an amazing group because they come for therapeutic riding, but then it's also becoming a Monday morning social group for these older people that might be living in an assisted living facility that have been kind of shut in. And then they come every Monday, and now they're talking about, hey, we have this going on at the assisted living. Why don't you join us? And so it's a really cool group. But, like, for that group, we need larger horses so or wider or narrow. So it's all based on what our client weight, how far uh, they're able to spread their um, – their legs, you know, I mean, a wide horse, a narrow horse, um, our weight, we do have weight limits. Um, so our max is 250 pounds. So unfortunately we do not have a driving program, but we are very good partners with eQuest. So, um, Lily Kellogg is the executive director over there. And so anytime we have a client that we just can't serve, we go ahead and call up Lily and, and, um, make that connection with them, you know, so our horses, They might be, you know, we had a horse that's been down pretty much all spring because we couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. And here she had a rotten tooth. Well, we got rid of that tooth. Well, the other side of her mouth had another rotten tooth. So, you know, it's, you just, if a horse isn't, if it's not up to speed or up to par, it's just like you and I, if we're not feeling good, you know, what kind of work are you going to provide? Yeah. So our horses, we that's why we only use them 10 times a week. We They can only be used three times a day, and they can only be used um, two times back-to-back, and then they have to have, like, a lunch break, and then they can be used in the afternoon. <laughs> so it's—but it's, it's—
0: Are those standard horse rules?
2: That's—yes. Or
0: is this—are these uh, rules that you guys have devised at Victory?
2: Nope. It's rules through the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship. Okay. So there's where we are a premier accredited facility. Um, so that means we've gone above and beyond. I use I like to um, equate that as an audit. So every nonprofit should go through a financial audit. Mm-hmm. Well, this particular audit is kind of like times ten. It's all about safety, risk management. Do we have an evacuation plan? What's our safety and protocol for if someone has a seizure on the horse? What do we do with our volunteers? You know, if that happens, um, every client wears a helmet. What if something happened to a horse? And what if there's a tornado? What do we do if it's lightning 10 miles outside of our arena? So we do unmounted lessons. We have all sorts of different rules, and they're called standards. And so we go above and beyond. Using those standards.
0: Sounds like it. (laughs) Um, I I wanted to ask about the clientele. And you mentioned that the age ranges are basically Mm -hmm. any living human being. You said 3 to 82?
2: Right now, yes. I think. Mm -hmm. And one of
0: the things that I was going to ask was maybe the breakdown of people that have physical injuries or maybe they're there for a mental reason. But going over all of this and talking to you about it, the real question I have now is you seem like you are helping just about every type of individual that could use this form of therapy you really are from veterans to children with autism to seniors physical ailments mental disabilities whatever it is everybody is getting a piece of this pie here has this organization always dedicated itself to helping as many different groups of people as possible because it seems like it would be way easier if you just dedicated yourself to one
2: very very good question um we have we have a lot of programs. So the therapeutic riding is the therapeutic side of it. Um, the physical therapy is, you know, the physical side of a disability. Um, the mental side is our equine-assisted counseling. So it's just like you would go to a counselor and sit on a comfy couch. You're not going to be sitting on a comfy couch with us. You're going to be in a pasture with a horse and a licensed professional counselor and an equine specialist and a horse or a couple of horses, um, so that's that mental side. Um, and then the other topic that I haven't, or the other program that we haven't spoke about is our Chris Call Veterans Center. But back to how do we serve all these people? When you have a, a person with a disability and or a veteran or a first responder, think about a first responder could have a disability. They could have lost a limb, but yet they're still a first responder. They're still working. Yeah. The veteran could still be in the military but suffering from post-traumatic stress and not acknowledging it, or knows it but doesn't want to discuss it. A person with a disability obviously has acknowledged it and is giving themselves therapy and or physical therapy or providing themselves with self-care and coming to us, but they could come to us and this very amazing property and go to therapeutic riding one hour and then go and have, from a physical standpoint, and then go and have their mental health taken care of in the next hour with our equine-assisted counseling. And then they could go the next hour and participate in our peer support group at our Chris Kyle Veterans Center. So we wanted to encompass... Um, we wanted to kind of be like a, for lack of a better word, a one-stop shop. It
0: really does seem that way. And like I said, you, you'd almost be better off just focusing on the one thing. It just seems easier. But this addresses so many different things and in such a great way that it seems like it was, you guys kind of had to make sure that anybody that could use this was going to use it and you developed all these different programs and have all this different stuff available for people because it's effective and because it works. And that seems to be something that you guys have, have latched on to.
2: Yes, um, we certainly couldn't do it without our volunteers. Um, and Christine will talk about that. We certainly couldn't do it without our partners in our community. So for example, what I haven't talked about yet is our Chris Call Veterans Center. We partnered with a military peer, vet, uh, military peer network group and um, we... Are very fortunate and honored to have our Chris Call Veterans Center. That is a big building that has uh, the opportunity for peer support groups. We see um, women only, men only, um, substance abuse um, groups, uh, men and women, marriage uh, groups. And then we have activities that happen there. So we have art classes there. We have a like a pay-it-forward library. You know, we don't want those, you don't need to come in and check the books or the magazines out. You just come and take one and then pay it forward and give it to somebody else. It's a it's a place for you to just come and chill. We have a movie room. We have different kind of counseling provided there as well that is not equine-assisted counseling um, that is offered from the the Military Peer Network Group. But that, our 27-acre ranch had this, building here already on property, just sitting empty. But yet we pay rent. So we are on a 20-year lease. So if, as the executive director, I need to be a good steward of all of our dollars donated and looking at this empty building and the fact that we serve veterans and the fact that we're in this little pocket of Tarrant County and Denton County where we have a lot of veterans and first responders in that area... Why not turn this building into a Chris Kyle Veterans Center where we had the relationship with Wayne and Debbie Kyle and Jeff and Amy Kyle and have a, a place for our veterans to come and chill and feel safe. and you know, that's where Chris was, a rancher and grew up in a with horses, and so cowboy boots to combat boots, you know, and back to cowboy boots. So it worked it worked out really well. and here again, We have all these programs, but we couldn't do it without the help and the support of partners and volunteers.
0: We are unfortunately running out of time. Uh, Talk to me real quick about how people can participate in your services.
2: You bet. So they can just give us a call, um, go on our website. Um, I will tell you that all of our programs have, you know, we have paperwork to fill out and doctor's releases, that kind of thing. And. Um, possibly a waiting list to get on. We do have a waiting list I right now. We have about <laughs> um, 18 people on the waiting list right now. Wow. But just give us a call, and we always have us come out and give us a. Tu- we can give you a tour. We always do an intake. Um, our Chris Kyle Veterans Center. If you want to come and have a tour there as well, we will um, match you up with our military peer network group and go from there.
0: Stephanie Melchert is the executive director of Victory Therapy Center. You can find them online at VictoryTherapy.org. It's been great speaking with you. I really appreciate you coming out today. Have you done any equine therapy on your knee?
2: Not yet. But you're going to? (laughs) I hope too soon. I just haven't
1: had the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you
0: again. It was great speaking with you.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it.